0: Welcome to Aligned Attraction, the go-to intimacy podcast for powerful women. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lee Noto, master intimacy coach and psychedelic therapist, and I help powerful women like you unleash your wild feminine power so you can create heart-throbbing love. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts on love, sex, and relationships, and I'll also coach women like you to create the most delicious transformation in their love lives. You ready? You have a great life. You're a successful woman. You have a well-paying job. You've got friends and family who love you and who you love but the man is nowhere to be found. Now, why is this happening? And how can you make your love life as epic as the other parts of your life? And why the hell does it feel so damn challenging sometimes for us high-achieving women to find love? Now, that is exactly what we're going to dive into today. And I want you to stick around to the end of the episode because I'm going to share how you can get started on that journey right now To attracting committed masculine men who are ready to woo you, pursue you, and take the lead. Which I know if you're here with me, that is a part of what your heart is craving and desiring. So I want to kick this episode off by telling you about a client of mine who has created like extraordinary results in our time of working together. But she started out in a very different place than she is today. And when she came to me, she had it all on paper. Like she was the quintessence of a successful woman, financially free, house and car paid off, no student loan debts. The woman loves her job. Like she loves doing what she does. She loves going into work, leads her team well, loves her coworkers, has great relationships with most of the people in her life, family and friends included, travels a ton, like her Instagram is such a blast to look at because she's always traveling. She's in shape, she's good looking, like she leads a really high quality life. However, when she came to me, she struggled deeply to attract men that she felt like could really meet her on her level. And she really struggled to create relationships that felt meaningful for her with her male partners. Now, what she ended up really attracting Was men that she felt like were projects for her. Oftentimes she ended up playing the role of mom or teacher or guide. Some of you may really be able to resonate and relate with this. And she's this woman that when she came to me, she was really doing the inner work. She's a seeker, she has spiritual practices but she wasn't attracting men that she felt could really meet her where she was at in one way or another, whether that was emotionally, intellectually, professionally. And this is a woman who has a lot going for her. So it it would take a really high caliber man to allow this woman to feel truly held and met. Now, by no means is it impossible. There are many, many well-qualified suitors out there But she just could not seem to find them. So I started working with her. And in my years of doing this work and living this very experience for myself, in having all sorts of patterns that I played out in dating and relationships, and not knowing why I couldn't really crack the code on love. And this was the one area in my life that I'd really struggled with the most because I didn't really struggle in other areas. I'd created relative to very high levels of success. So I boil it down to four main reasons why we as high-achieving women often have a really challenging time either dating men that feel like a really good fit or creating relationships with men that feel like a good fit. And I'm going to tell you all about that in this episode. And then I'm also going to tell you why that comes up and what to do about it. So there are four main reasons why this is occurring. I'm going to start with some of the simpler ones and then get into some of the deeper ones. Reason number one, possibly why, why this is occurring, is that you show up to love the way you show up to work. So you are a badass boss babe, you're directive at work, you take the lead, you give clear commands, and this is a really, really attractive quality. Like in in... The most loving way I can say this like, you're a bad bitch. When you show up, you get shit done. When you're in the room, people know where to go, what to do. Like, you are in charge. You got your clipboard and pencil, and shit's happening. And that is hot and amazing and awesome. And I'm turned on even by thinking about those qualities in you. And this is attractive initially to equally badass male suitors. But here's the catch with this particular quality, this particular way of being, if you show up like this, is that these qualities, if this is all you're bringing to a romantic relationship, these qualities do not keep the sexual and emotional spark alive unless you know how to turn work mode off and turn partner mode, home mode, not work mode on when you are at home. So Unless you can turn work mode off when you get home and you can be a partner, then bringing these kinds of badass boss babe directive commanding qualities to a partnership where you want to be in partnership with a masculine man, there's going to be a mix of oil and water these two qualities will start to repel each other. If your man's bringing these qualities in dating or in relationship, and these are the only qualities you're bringing, or this is what you're predominantly bringing, there's going to be a repelling that occurs. Now, what would need to happen at home is that you also embody qualities like nurture, receptivity, and gentleness. Because the man you want loves, He, he loves when you surrender, he loves when you relax, And in truth, it's what you actually crave, but you haven't felt safe enough to actually do that. Maybe it hasn't ever felt safe for you to surrender, to let go, to let someone else take the lead, either because you've not let them or no one has proven that they actually can. So that's reason number one. You show up to love the way you do to work. Reason number two, you don't show up to love the way you do to work. Now we're going to flip it. So you're confident and you're clear at work. But when it comes to love, your confidence goes right out the damn window. And for some reason, you find yourself showing up as meager, or you downplay your accomplishments and your badassery, or you show up as overly controlling, as jealous, as possessive, which stems from a lack of confidence and security in yourself. So you show up to work as confident and clear, but then when it comes to love, all that seems to go out the window. That is another uh, clear pattern that I see high-achieving women play out in relationships, which seems so incongruent from how they show up at work, but this happens more often than we'd care to think. Now, the third reason is that there is unresolved trauma, emotions, and psychological narratives that are sitting in your system. So, When we have or when we experience traumatic events at any point in our lives, but particularly in early childhood, and we don't have a way to resolve that, then that sits in our nervous system. Just because we realize that we're not three years years old anymore and mom and dad aren't going through a divorce anymore, but they're already divorced, doesn't mean that the emotions from that event aren't still lingering in our systems. In fact, Unless we've had a very clear way to clear our systems, then all of those emotions and memories from significant events like that in our lives are still in our bodies. They sit in our muscles, and our tissues, and they really um, create a lot of sludge in our nervous system. And then from all of that, we create these psychological narratives around us not being worthy or us not being desirable, us not being lovable. And it's like this old record where a traumatic event or events happened earlier in our lives. We created meaning from that and we're still playing that narrative loop in our minds, even though that event is not happening anymore. So this is a huge thing that I had to really, really navigate for A number of years in my life, I had a lot of unresolved trauma from my family of origin, AKA, you know, in my household growing up, watching my parents' relationship, watching how they related to each other uh, and experiencing how they related to me. There were a lot of instances in those early years where I made meaning of things that happened that said, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. I have to work hard for love. Love isn't safe. Uh, The people who love me are only going to leave. And while there were a whole other series of events playing out when I was a child, my child brain couldn't rationalize something like my parents being away for months or years at a time because they had to work. Right? What my childhood brain made of that series of events that actually did play out in my life is that I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. Nobody's going to stick around to love and care for me. And I brought all of that unresolved trauma and those narratives to a lot of my relationships. And that was one of the core reasons why it was so hard for me to find meaningful relationships and create them, because I was always operating from the narrative that I'm not enough. So I would constantly look for evidence. I'm not enough. Is this guy going to prove I'm not enough by leaving? Is this thing going to prove I'm not enough? I was looking for that and I had no idea. And this happens with so many of us. I see so many powerful, badass women who are slaying it at, at work, in their lives, but they're playing out these narratives of undeservability, not enoughness. And when we have these narrative loops playing in our minds that we created in childhood, we're continuing to perpetuate those narratives that we have about ourselves. So, a lot of what I see, particularly amongst high achieving women, is the narratives of, I'm too much. I'm afraid that I'm too much. So, when I go out and date, let me downplay my accomplishments because someone in my childhood told me that I was too emotional were too needy. And I carried that narrative all the way through adulthood. And now I project that onto the men I date. I'm too much. Or I'm not enough. I'm not enough. So I have to breach my own boundaries and people please when I date so that I can prove I'm worthy of this man's love because somewhere in my childhood, I didn't get the exact kind of love that I needed and wanted. So I created the meaning that I'm not enough. And now I project that onto the men That I'm dating and that pushes them away or I will never be desired, wanted, or loved. So I end up settling for men who I'm not really into, but at least they desire me and they want me even though I'm not really into them or I I need to be needed so that I can guarantee that I will be wanted and loved. So I, again, breach my boundaries and I overgive to the point of resentment so that this man can need me, or I provide guidance and leadership as a teacher to this man, or I mother this man so that he'll need me so that I can secure his love and I can avoid abandonment and rejection because somewhere in my childhood, I felt rejected and abandoned. Or women play out the narrative, men can't be trusted. They'll only hurt me or break my heart because somewhere in my childhood, dad left mom and that's all men do. Or in my dating and relationship history, men have only broken my heart and that's what all men do. Or love isn't safe and goodness isn't safe because my childhood was one experience after the next that proved that to me. And now when I go to find love in dating, it doesn't feel safe. And I don't actually have a reference point in my body that I can let this in or that I even should let it in because the only thing that's going to happen is the other shoe is going to drop. Or the narrative that I see a lot of high achieving women play out, I need to work hard for love and I need to earn it because my entire life I had to prove myself to mom, to dad, to men, to myself, to whomever. And the only way that I can feel like I actually earned it is if I work really, really hard for it. So I'm going to keep proving myself to all of these men so that I feel like I actually worked for it. And the list goes on. So we're playing out these narratives that we created in early childhood and in past points in our lives. And then we're projecting all these narratives onto men when we go out and date and then wonder why We're not attracting the high caliber, high quality men who are grounded, safe, secure, sturdy in leadership because we're not showing up as an energetic match for them. So that is another reason why high achieving women have such a challenging time is because even though everything in their lives look good on paper, there are all of these unresolved narratives that are running the show behind the scenes that are making dating high quality men, never mind being in a relationship with the high quality men, almost near impossible. Now, in reality, this is not anywhere near impossible. All you'd have to do is go on the inner journey to understanding what narratives you have that you're playing out subconsciously or consciously and go on the inner journey to really taking a stand for claiming your inherent worthiness or whatever it is that you may perceive is lacking. Now, the last and final reason why a lot of high achieving women have a really hard time finding love, creating love is that no one taught us how to do this thing called dating, love, and relationships. Like, honestly, we're all just out here kind of fucking shit up. Trying to learn from our mistakes, trying to not do it as poorly as we did last time or as poorly as our parents did it, whatever the case may be, hoping to get a little better at it the next go around. And we're kind of just banging our head against a wall and we don't want to do that anymore. So, where do we learn about love? How do we learn to do dating, love, and relationships since we didn't learn it from our parents, most of us anyway? since there aren't necessarily a lot of great models out there in our personal lives and elsewhere, what do we do about this? Well, I will tell you exactly what to do about that. First thing is the journey to finding him must first be the journey to finding you. And this may sound cliche, but on this journey to really calling in the one you have to become the one. And I said this in the last episode, and I'm going to say it so many more times, but if you want to find your man and create your dream partnership, then you have to first become that partner to yourself. If you never listened to another podcast episode, read another book, but you actually made it your mission to do that, he would appear. Many great men would appear. I can damn near guarantee you that because you would be an energetic match for those kinds of people because you are already showing up like that yourself. Now, when you do this, when you show up for yourself in this way, you naturally start to attract high caliber men who are also doing their inner work and who are ready for commitment. But unless you find all of the places inside of you where you haven't been willing to fully commit to yourself, hold yourself, love yourself, empathize with yourself, care for yourself, then... It's going to be much more challenging to find a man who's going to show up for you in that way because our outer world is just a reflection of our inner world. So here's the home play. And this is exactly what helped me create my very epic love story that I shared about in the last episode is I remember one day I was journaling ready to call in my man. I had just come out of a very long stint of celibacy and not dating. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to get back out there. Like I'm ready to roll my sleeves up and do this dating thing, you know, learn about my patterns, learn about all the things that I would need to shift to be a match for this man that I want to call in. And I was journaling qualities in, you know, in my journal. And I remember writing, I want for this man to show up for me in all of my emotions and not quiver, not waver, not get scared away, but hold me and encourage me. Tell me to cry harder, encourage my anger, celebrate my joy, like laugh with me, all of it. And in that moment I had recognized that I was asking for a man to do something that I wasn't willing to do for myself. I, at that point in my life was not fully willing to hold myself and all of my heartbreak and pain and sorrow and discomfort and lonesomeness. Yet I wanted a man to waltz into my life and do for me what I wasn't willing to do for myself. Now, I guess in some far off reality that could happen, but the chances are much slimmer if I'm not willing to show up for myself in that way. So what I made it my mission to do was see all of the qualities written before my eyes that I wanted this man to possess and I made it my mission to possess those qualities for myself. I made it my mission to become the partner to myself that I wanted to attract in a man. And I kid you not, when I fully received that for myself, when I fully took on that mission and I put it into action every single day, day in and day out, In all the moments that felt hard, in the moments when I felt bloated and wanted to judge myself, I loved myself and held myself instead. In the moments when I was breaking out with acne all over my face, instead of lathering on more makeup and trying to pretend like it wasn't there, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, you're beautiful no matter what. In the moments when I was crying, like down on my knees crying, where I wanted to just watch Netflix and shove it down instead, I journaled. I showed up for myself. I had compassion for myself. I sought support from my therapist and coach. And I really, really rolled up my sleeves to do what I would want this man to do for me. And it was only then that my life turned around. And I shared in the last episode that Within a mere months of me showing up for myself in this way, I met my partner, Ani. And while our relationship wasn't romantic from the get, we formed a beautiful friendship. And he showed me that he was the man that really wanted to show up for me in the ways that I had just shown myself I could show up for myself. And that, my dear, is it. Like, that's it. And. You know, I know sometimes these things can sound a little easier when we say them than when we have to put them into action. So I want to share with you how you can go on this journey right now. If you know that you have really struggled with one of those four reasons I had mentioned a few minutes ago about why it's been so hard for so many high achieving women to attract love and create romantic partnership. And you know that you've been carrying some narratives about whether or not you actually get to have this kind of love or narratives about yourself, about dating, about men, about relationships. If you know that you're really, really ready for this and you're ready to roll your sleeves up, then let's go on the journey right now. I made a free workshop for you. If you go to alignedattraction.com backslash workshop, in that workshop, I'm going to outline the four key things you need to start shifting to attract committed masculine men. I kid you not, you could do this right now. The workshop's like an hour long. You can go and completely binge it and then start putting this into action now and you will well be on your way. So go ahead and tune into that workshop. Because I know you're a badass woman who's ready to have all aspects of her life really reflect how powerful she is. So go to alignedattraction.com backslash workshop, and you will get to watch that free workshop. And you know I'm gonna keep the amazing content rolling for you. So thank you for listening to this episode. In the next episode, I am going to tell you why you're attracting the wrong kinds of men. And I'm going to give you a really concise list of archetypes for the kinds of men that you're attracting right now so that you can put a name to a face, so to speak, for the kinds of men you're attracting. I'm going to outline the kind of men that you actually want to be attracting instead and how to do that. So if love has seemed elusive for you, if it is like the one area in your life that you just cannot figure out. I'm going to reveal that in the next episode, and I'm going to tell you why you're attracting the kinds of men who don't feel like a fit and how to make the shifts to attract the high quality, high caliber, committed masculine men that your heart's really craving. All right, my love, thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm wishing you so much love, so many good vibes, and I will see your sexy self in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave a five star review and subscribe to the show. And spread the love by sharing this episode out on social media and to all the powerful women in your life. And if you're ready to play full out and create heart throbbing love, hop on over to my website to see all the juicy ways you can do just that. www.leenoto.com Fellow wild woman, I appreciate you. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and all the good vibes.